Hey, how's it going? Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk to our good buddy, Uncle Joe. We're going to talk to Uncle Joe about his life as a teacher. He's a full-time teacher now, go science. Um, but before that, he was a substitute teacher, which is a scary, scary world. A, a place where I think everybody goes, what the F am I doing? Um, for instance, how do you take a science teacher and make him into a choir director or a band teacher? It's pretty difficult. Anyway, throughout the episode, you're also going to hear some members of what we like to call the farm. Uh, some roosters and some chickens and chickens and roosters. And they're going to th add their input throughout the episode. You'll hear them. Um, you'll hear us react to them. And uh, just know that there's eggs everywhere. Uh, anyway, that being said, here's our episode. I you love female radio personalities. It's yeah. actually a pastime because, you know, my brother and I play video games and we would always have like our Ethernet cable going through. And then my dad would hear something from Kim Commando. Does anyone remember Kim Commando? I, I know not. She's just some like tech savvy person, but she really wasn't. And then. But she just doesn't wear underwear. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad would just come in and be like, Kim Commando said this, and it would just piss my brother off so much that he would just quote this radio person, like Dr. Dobson or whatever his name is. There are 17 F-words in the first 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> you shouldn't let your kids watch it or else they'll <laughs> swear in front of you. Kim Commando seems like the type that would be dropping uh, like f-bomb counts you guys in case you're curious who we're talking to uh today's episode uh we are interviewing our good friend uncle joe uncle joe it's your boy it's your boy uncle joe comes to us from uh from from long lines of uh of of just hanging out and uh lots of lots of poop talk uh poop talk with uncle joe um he is, uh, he's, he's grown up though. Now he's got himself a real life job, uh, shaping the minds of America's youth. And I can't tell you how excited I am to have a couple of kids going into high school next year so that they too can have teachers just like uncle Joe. Um, we're going to talk about some education. We're going to talk, um, you know, about a bunch of different things. So Maybe thank a you. Streaming. Talk about a little streaming. Yeah. About a Mario. I streamed four or five times today. Still. I'm going to keep, I'm going to tell that joke every time we talk about streaming, <laughs> just my own little personal P revolution. Uh, so, Hey, listen, um, I wrote down questions because this is a professional podcast. Yeah, we're here. Uh, here we are uh, with my list of questions that I wrote down for you. Question number one is on here somewhere. Uh, huh. Yep. Okay. Uh, -huh. Oh, there it is. Hey, listen, um, Oh, first off, I wanted to say it's cool that we could be part of your make-a-wish moment. Um, now that you're here, what would you like to talk about? Uh, next question. Good. Excellent. These are going well. Uh, as a full-time teacher, uh, you're living the high life, but you were a substitute teacher for a while. This is what I really wanted to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. um, so what, what, since this is what the F am I doing, what, what's your most what the F am I doing moment as a sub? Oh, yeah. Okay. So subbing is terrible. And I've, yes. been, I've been sick like three different occasions where I should probably get a sub this year already. And I just couldn't do that to somebody. I'm fairly certain my class will drive a sub to quit, like fully just end it. Because I was on the verge of it sometimes. So the biggest what the F moment, I subbed for a nice middle cock. school. Oh, yeah. 
a middle school band. Do you know anything about band? No. (laughs) At a middle school that was, it's 90% low income. Okay. Uh, Free and reduced, free lunch, pretty much. Uh, There's a percentage, I think there's like three or 400 students there and only like 47 of them live at home with both parents. Wow. And I ended up subbing there about 20 times in the last month and a half of school because the teachers were so burnt out because of the the drain. But I think it was my third day subbing. I decided to pick up band because I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch the same musical seven periods in a row and that's all they're going to do. Yeah. I show up and she has literal lesson plans for me to direct the band and get the choir to sing. And she's like, if you know how to play the piano, like play the piano while they sing. And I was like, are you wishful thinking? Lady. Yeah. I was like, there's not a single person in my 50 person cohort at Pacific had a band endorsement. Like you, you, if you get a <laughs> sub, you're lit, you, like band teachers aren't substitutes because they're probably band teachers. Right. Just yeah. give me the freaking musical to watch. I was so excited to just sit there for seven minutes and make my $200 and do absolutely nothing. But I'm just over there and I was like, can, can somebody come up here and direct? And then that was a huge fight. And then there was some, some idiot over here at the freaking trombone. Every time I would start talking, I would hear... And then what, another person who would just, I finally got the attention of the whole class. And there's like 45, like sixth to eighth graders just with behavior issues everywhere. I'm like, all right. So the next song is dun, 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 just, oh my God, my head hurts so bad. It was terrible. But I just started like going up there and just, I just started doing this. And then they would stop playing music because the song went in and I would go like that. And apparently it was just an ongoing joke because I subbed there 19 times after that. that wow. Some people would just come there and just be like, ah. and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the, yeah, so I went home. You'd have me fooled because that's what it all looks like whenever they're doing that. Yeah, conducting. Exactly. They just wave their hands around with a little wand, you know, and yeah. music plays and it's magic. That's all you do. Did you go home and study like how to keep time or anything like that? Uh, I went home, and uh, so on my way home, I drive by four liquor stores, and I stopped at each one of them. Perfect. I got the mini shot, took it, mini shot, took it. By the third one, I just bought the big one. I went home and uh, consumed some adult beverages. Not too much, because I thought to myself I was going to work the next day. You know? Yeah. Hungover as a band teacher <laughs> yeah, sub exactly. is the worst, I would imagine. Yeah, so I, I uh, that night I <laughs> I, I thought home. yesterday was bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it, the next day actually was terrible because I went home and I was just like enjoying my time. And I was like, okay, I should probably start thinking about sleeping. And I think Sean was like, hey, you want to play some? Play some games. Yeah. Hey, Guaranteed, games. I was. And so we played games to like three or four in the morning, and I was like, "I'm a sub. I'm just taking the day off." And then I get a phone call saying, "Hey, do you want to work?" And it says the number. It doesn't say, "Do you want to work on Wednesday, May seventeenth, two thousand nineteen?" They say, "Do you want to work on the seventeenth? And I was convinced in my hour and a half sleep that I was accepting a job for the next day. So Perfect. I accepted the job. Went back to sleep, and then, like, 
in my dream, I was like, oh, my God. I accepted the job for like 20 minutes from now. <laughs> so I just spring up. I have to drive. It takes, you know, 73 minutes to get anywhere in Eugene because it's just uh Well, there's a lot of coffee shops you got to stop at. A lot of coffee shops, a lot of construction, a lot of people just standing there, a lot of cones for no reason. So I get there, and then I had to teach a whole day after just the worst day of my life and then an hour and a half of sleep and probably a little bit of a tummy ache and headache. Yeah. And uh, so that's, yeah, that would be what the F am I doing? And I kind of showed up, and I was like, I'd, I'm just going to give this give this lesson to the best I can, like best ability. Uh, usually they make it easy for you. My thing is if you're going to check out as a teacher, don't give me a challenging lesson plan to do because if you're burnt out, don't burn me out. Right? Yeah, if you're burnt out, then, then by God, I want to be burnt out too. Yeah, yeah what, what comes after the substitute? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, Teacher's exactly. aid. The administration. <laughs> no, the administration. Who's the TA in this class? Yeah. <laughs> administration, like, will try to, uh, certain schools will try to make you do things all day. So as a teacher, you get, in a five-period day, you have four classes, and you get the one period to prep. Well, as a sub, you don't really need to prep. So they try to, like, go and make you work during the prep. Yeah. So I've just, I just kind of learned that when I, while I was subbing is if I just turned the lights off and kind of went in the corner and nobody came and asked me to do anything. <laughs> Especially at one point, I think I got offered, it was actually weird, I actually got offered the job that I have now while I was subbing at that school. Wow. And I was all about subbing because you make pretty good money. It's terrible. It's a, the worst eight hours of your life, but you make pretty good money. So I was going about it and I had like four or five days pre-scheduled after I got my position. But when I got my position, I just checked out. It's like, okay, like I'm not going to do a little smoochy smoochy on the administration's b-hole anymore. Like I'm hired. Like I just don't care. I don't have to like show off for anybody. I'm union now, bitches. Yeah, exactly. So there was just, I was completely checked out of my last four days of subbing i that's fine because well, yeah i have did you ever call in sick uh as a sub uh i wanted to i have i had eight hours of sick time but yeah no, i just have those added to my uh those like, follow work. you around everywhere you go that's pretty dope yeah i work in the same district which is cool uh but yeah i, I wanted to call in sick as a sub because it's like well, I probably wasn't going to be sick, and they they weren't going to look into it. And plus, as someone who managed a Dutch Bros for a long time, I know they legally can't ask me unless I miss three days in a row. So right, and you're you're entitled to sick leave. Yep, so exactly. As it could a be mental health, it could be. Yeah, as things. in Oregon, as a substitute teacher, you uh you you gather sick leave. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's uh, yeah. I was in a state like human resource meeting one time when they rolled that law out in Oregon and for Dutch. So for us, it was just like, pff, whatever coffee shops, nobody calls in sick, you know, cause we all work for tips. We want to, we want to be there and make money. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I was there with all these other like actual professionals and the lady from the school district was there and the like look on her face when she realized she was going to have to keep track of sick leave hours for substitute teachers 
was the funniest thing I've ever seen. She just like like head exploded. Oh yeah, it's, it's like Inception. <laughs> yeah. How does the sub call in? You have to get a sub for the sub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I have to pay that person. Like I have to pay this person two hundred dollars to not show up for work, and they're not even employed there. Okay. <laughs> Super. Oh yeah, it's pretty absurd. Yeah, it's subbing. I'm I'm not suggesting anyone shouldn't get paid for whatever. I mean, like whatever, spread the wealth. But it they was have to pay you a lot to do that, or no one's going to do it. Yeah, like it to me is worth a hundred and ninety dollars, but it wouldn't be worth it for a hundred and twenty. Like, had I had it only been like fifteen dollars an hour or something, like nothing about me would I would have gone back and worked at Dutch Bros for like six months while I waited for it. Yeah, it was good experience and. Honestly, I have zero patience for human beings that are adults anymore. So I'm really glad I didn't go to Dutch, back to Dutch Bros. But yeah, they pay they pay well. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was living off my wife for 12 months, so whatever. Subbing at that point was just like, let's have some extra money, maybe do something fun this summer, which we didn't. So which we didn't. I just, I just wasted my time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's uh, you got some bitching stories. And how many times in your life are you going to get a chance to lead the band? Yeah, that so, is true. Hopefully never. I uh, I think that you should have leaned into it a little bit more, like gone and watched the like the Looney Tunes uh, you know, band director things and wore yeah, the oh yeah. brought in like a coat and a, you know, like a like a top coat and uh things like that. Did you have a wand? I did, yeah. I did. I had something. I I know it was smaller though. Yeah. But yeah. It wasn't just my fingers. There's a little black a little things toothpick. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I forgot to mention, I also was the choir teacher there. That's why they told me to play piano. And the whole class thought it'd be really funny as they were singing one of their songs to decide that they were going to go screamo version. Nice. It was terrible. It was really uncomfortable. They all thought it was funny. It wasn't funny at all. I was like, this is stupid. You're, you just, you're all idiots. You just have to play that off like, like yeah, that was fantastic, you guys. Like just totally the one up I've them. Heard my wow. I should have created a, like a coup and been yeah. like that you should do this. Like when you actually perform in front of the school. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. They're paying me almost $200 <laughs> to be here today. Um, I'm willing to pay you guys to do that in an actual competition. Yeah. I will give you my one day of salary. Yeah. Yeah. So like after taxes, like one forty-eight, like, Split between, you know, the 40 of you. Like, you all get, like, two and a half dollars. They're choir students. They're not good with math. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're art. They're artistic. artistic. So. Yeah, artistic. Artist, artistic. Words are hard. Artistic. Yeah. Or a just. Mario. Yeah. Bad at social skills. Um, so you, uh, you've, you've become a, a, a real-life teacher now. You teach... Uh, you teach science. Yep. Um, is that uh, is that because you hate students, or why 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 science? <laughs> yeah, why science? Uh, because do you hate yourself? I do hate myself, and I do kind of hate my students. Like, what like, could be more miserable than band and choir? Science. Science. Yeah, but actually, surprisingly enough, like like the uh, the idea of science is really exciting to kids. But then they realize that science is more than like putting dry ice in a two liter bottle with water and tightening the cap. And it's actually like calculations and like predictions mm-hmm. and thinking like complex thinking and problem solving. 
And then they just, once they find out it's that, they're just like, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and sit here and do nothing. So wait, we're not just going to blow up the bottle, Mr. Uncle Joe? Yeah, why not? Like, oh, this, why do we have to take this class? Well, the, honestly, the district says you have to take this class, and I'm just trying to make it as good as, like, good enough for you to, like, do well, learn. Everything's teaching based to, like, the, the test. Right, know, so teach to the test. Yeah, as juniors... Uh, they have they have their science test for the state, and uh, everybody in our district was just failing the earth and space part. So they're like, what should we do? Put earth and space as like the required class. But it's not required to pass. They just have to take it. Excellent. So <laughs> it has no, like, they, you have to, like, you schools thrive off requirements. Yeah. No kid is going to do anything. If a kid could just take 24 art classes and grad or 48 art classes in their four years and graduate, that's what they would do. Mm-hmm. But you have requirements because students need to learn things. They need to, maybe not anything about earth and space. And I've told that to them. I was like, raise your hand if you want to be an astronaut or anything with astronomy. No one raises their hands. It's like, Cool. So I have to make this class worthwhile in other classes. Like, I have to teach you scientific skills and concepts that are cross-subject. So I can teach you something here that you'll use in your physics class. Oh, we're talking about, like, spectroscopy and elements and analyzing stars. That will take you into chemistry. I'm, when I turned 40, I had to go in for my first spectroscopy. Is that what you just said? colonoscopy oh yeah yeah, yeah I, i'm 27 i've had one well so you just did that for fun <laughs> <laughs> it was i actually woke up in the middle of it and Got they a- were listening to old town road <laughs> and i said i think i started humming it and You're i went like, right back to sleep excuse me who's checking the horses in the back <laughs> <Yeah>. here <laughs> i got the scope in the back <laughs> you can check my crack <laughs> <laughs> joe did get to use a very nice foam as a result of his condition. That is true. I, so I have, I have chronic hemorrhoids. <laughs> yes. uh, my, my joke is that what does my butthole and 7-Eleven have in common? I don't know. It never closes. <laughs> <laughs> constant, constant seep. You know, like I... I, uh, I Anal leakage? Yeah, pretty, exactly. I did a duke in, uh, in Sutherland on my way here. Actually, had to poop when I was buying my Boy Scout turkey meat. Slim Jims? My Slim Jim from this Boy Scout that I told I would go get it. And I was like, I kind of got a doo-doo, but then I bought the jerky, and I was like, oh, well, if I go in there, they're going to think I'm stealing it when I come out because I don't have a receipt. So I decided not to poo there. Then it went back up in me when I was in Cresswell going through the rest area. And then there's the one at, like, exit 143 or something. We'll say that. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, in, like, some complex thought. I think I was thinking about something Mario. And then I drove right past it. And as soon as I passed, actually, I was passing the one on the left side Mm -hmm. that is, like, a mile down for some reason. And that just triggered something in me that I really had to poo. And I was thinking about how am I going to approach this day if I do a poo in my pants. My parents aren't home. I can't like <laughs> go into Ross and just buy pants. So I was like actually thinking about how that was, and somehow I sucked it back in. 
and I got to the Chevron in Sutherland, did a Duke after someone was actually duking while I was getting ready to Duke. And I figured, well, okay, I'll that. pee and that will decrease my bladder size, which sure. then will decrease the pressure on uh-huh. my, my poo sack. That's science. Yeah. So I go, and I was going to buy something. Uh, but they couldn't take credit cards. They're like, well, that's a bummer. I honestly, actually, it's the best case scenario because I only came in here to take a dump. Do you still mind if I do that? He's like, yeah, go for it. And then I went in and it just kind of, it's, I don't really have to push. It's just kind of like shaking it out since it's already open. It just kind of goes in there and I go and there's always like that little brown mark. I think Chris Pratt talks about in, uh, in Parks and Rec. Where he's like, I wipe, there's like a Sharpie. (laughs) Every time it's like, you're like, I see there's nothing in there, but for some reason there's a line. Like that, that's my life. And I clean it up till I bleed. And then. As one should. Yeah, exactly. So it's bleeding. And it's 110% effort. I can't explain this, but my finger goes in a little bit every time I wipe because of just the condition down there. Sure. Hostile condition. You've always had a little bit of a poop issue. Yeah. As long as I've known you. Yeah. Some, I, as a kid, I used to go like three or four days without pooping. I poop every day now. Yeah. Um, Congrats. Except yesterday, which was weird. Don't know why. That's Dear probably diary. why today happened. Didn't poop today. Yeah. And uh, But long story short, I know full well that I clean to the best of my ability. Sure. But I'm still going to have a skid mark when I get home. Wow. You, you need uh, Uncle Keister's whitey tighties. The ad that we did, the fake ad that we did. Yeah. I might have got the that He's the prime sponsor. time customer. He's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Why don't they just He's make poster child? Why don't they just have underwear where it has a built in skid mark, but like it's perfect. Just a yeah, just blends ca- kind of a catch all. Yeah. Maybe yeah. scented. Yeah. Like, so something what? that smells good. So then when you add to the skiddy, it still smells like grapes. Who what dick was like it grapes. that was like, you know what, you know what the best color for underwear is? White. Oh yeah. Like, whose great idea was that? Not the person doing the laundry. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that was like in a more simpler time where they actually ate a good amount of fiber. And had healthy poops. A generation of healthy pooping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. And and then we just, we got stuck in that. It's 2019. Underwear shouldn't be white. (laughs) Like, look at fast food. What you eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. Plus, I mean, we would never had tidy whiteies. Otherwise, what are we going to call these things? Tidy, tidy, tidy. Well, I guess I got to be white. <laughs> That's true. If, in full circle, um, you get to use it, or you got to use it. This is like one of my favorite things about this condition is yeah. that you get a foam, a special yeah. foam that you get to squirt up your butt. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good time. So it's, I uh, love it. It's, it's called Proctofoam. I want to try it so badly. It's called, it's called what? Proctofoam. Proctofoam. Yeah. I want to do an ad for Proctofoam, Nate. <laughs> you shake it up. Like shake, it up, shake, it up, shake it up, shake, shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, squirt it into the, this thing, and it kind of shoots up, and then you put the nozzle in the booty hole, and then you, <sighs> and the worst thing is, like, all your farts are wet at the, after that, until, like, it kind of gets fully absorbed. Wow. It's, a, it's a, like, you're pretty convinced uh, that you do the poo in your pants, but. I hope. <laughs> That your students all listen to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never-ending jokes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that they're the reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. At first, it's, cause yes, first, it's because of you, little shits, that I have these big shits. Yeah. It was first working full time, 
and going to school full time while doing student teaching and practicums and all this stuff and pretty much doing 80 hour weeks for like five weeks in a row. That's when this all happened. But then what it's it, it just doesn't go back the same. Like, your butthole is what it is. And hemorrhoids are just basically loose blood vessels. And now they're like permanently loose. So even when they go away, the next time I eat pizza and I have to push a little bit harder than normal, they're back. Wow. And it looks like a giant, like transparent purple wart. Wow. About the size of a dime when it's at its worst. Really? Yeah. And it's just there. I was worried it was cancer. So, of course, naturally, I did the the light on zoom in video camera and I, you know, kind of got above it and just As opened one up. And, you know, I had <laughs> ointment there. So, it's like, that adds to the flavor of the picture. Uh-huh. And then there's just this purple thing. It looks like a, like a jellyfish. I've seen pictures. Of course you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be Joe's friend is to get nonstop poo pics of some sort. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. Which is ironic because I had to write a referral <laughs> this last like week because a kid was airdropping pictures of diarrhea <laughs> to the class iPads and he sent it to the teacher <laughs> next to me. What a massive hypocrite you are. <laughs> I never did it in school. Uh, you, be, only because there wasn't the technology. Face, dude. Like, <laughs> only because there wasn't technology at the time. Oh, I, I would have gotten a referral and deserved it. Like, yeah. totally. Like, I would have, that's the thing is like, I'm not saying I didn't do the things yeah. that these kids do. Do as I say, not as I do. I hope when you handed it to the kid, you were at least like, Listen, I'm going to give this to you because I have to, but I want you to know that I'm awesome. proud of you. <laughs> I, I, th- this particular student has kind of just annoyed the bejesus out of me at this point because just like that air of like, I don't know. It's like the, not to get like, not even political or racial, just that white arrogance of mm. like, oh, I don't have the rules. Like, I'm going to get bailed out if anything. And like, it's like he just really needs to be taught lessons off principle for no other reason other than the fact that like one day he's going to like punch a cop in the head and wonder why he's in prison for five years because he thinks he gets away with it, which is not how I approach the situation, but I was okay with it. It's an interesting rationalization. Uh, so, you, uh, you, what is it like for you, a, a person who, in my experience, is uh, not afraid to skirt the line of what would be probably, I'm guessing what I'm saying here in a, long, in a long roundabout way is you probably got in trouble a little bit in school. Like when I was in school? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay. I got several Saturday and Wednesday schools in seventh grade and suspended for a day for being a dick. Um, got in a fight my sophomore year. So this is all karma then. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we hate what we once were. Sophomore lunch attentions. My senior year in high school, I didn't go to a class for the last six weeks and they still gave me a D like, but all those things kind of are why I'm a teacher is because I needed someone to be looking out for me Yeah. because I was too good at hiding my bad decisions from my parents. Yeah. Like I didn't drink or do drugs or anything like that in high school, but I was, I didn't study. I didn't do anything. I didn't cheat. I just knew how to do math good enough to realize that if the tests are 20% of the grade, all I really need to do is get like a quarter of it 
and I can still get a B. Yeah. You know, it was just like, to me, high school was an absolute joke that did nothing to prepare me for what I had to face. And that's why it took me five and a half years to get my undergrad because I had to learn how to do community college, which was just like high school 2.0, but a little harder. Yeah. And then I got out of that and I went to U of O and I was like, oh, this is, ac- I actually have to take responsibility for my education. I have, no one's going to force me to read the textbook. Midterm and final are 78% of your grade and showing up is like 22%. So like, it's just different. And I had to take biology 211 and 212 twice. You know, it's like, that's a $3,000 mistake because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was taught skills. Yeah. I was taught useless knowledge. Go remember like medical terminology. I can usually tell you what most medical terminology is somewhere back in my head, but like that did nothing for me. Like I didn't know. So I'm trying to like rectify that. And like, that's why I'm okay calling parents. Cause I felt like I talked my way out of them calling my parents. And I think that did me a disservice in the long run. Nice. Mm-hmm. So just here to rectify. And I tell, I'm on, I'm honest with my students about that. Like I was a terrible student and Yes, 50% on me, but 50% on the system. And I think the system's a little bit better now in the school aspect of it, but I think parenting is at, like, an all-time low right now. Yeah, no, that's real. My wife's a teacher, and and the amount of stories that I've heard from her that are just, like, my kid's always right, and I don't really take, you know, their kid's definitely always right in their minds, but they certainly aren't taking any type of action with a kid. They just know that it wasn't their fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild to me. I, I've heard like one too many stories about how, um, you know, like she had a, a, a girl, my wife's a PE teacher, um, which, you know, PE, your grade is showing up and participating. You don't have to be doing it right or that hard, but if you're there and you're doing it, um, they even got to the point where, you know, they didn't have to dress down mm-hmm. for PE as long as you were there and like moving and she had, you know, she's like, look, there's some people out there that just don't like PE. Like that's, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're going to be up, she was just trying to get people to, you know, not live sedentary lives. And, and so, you know, I just want you moving during class. You're not going to sit in the bleachers on your phone. And so the kids could be on their phone, but they had to be moving. And as soon as you sat down, you had to get rid of your phone, right? That was the big like carrot that they would dangle pretty fair yes yeah. it's annoying that that's how we where we're at yeah the phones are so integrated yeah that you can walk you can do pe with their phone in your hand while you're moving totally that's super weird that's what? great for pokemon go though so <laughs> see like literally if that if so if you had kids that were you know if your gym just happened to be a hot spot you could uh, a pokey stop <laughs> yeah. uh you could um <laughs> you could just whatever roll around in there just getting good grades and and Pokemon catching. Yeah. Catch them all. I dig what that. an incentive to get exercise and yeah. get a good grade. Could the people, first. it's so weird. The Pokemon people could just make every gym in America, uh, uh, uh whatever. <laughs> Pokey stop. Yes. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Pokey I just stop. love to fuck it up. All, all the terminology. <laughs> can I be as dad as I can possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, like where, where as parents did we all just check out? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, I, I know that I, I feel like older generations like often look at technology about how it's like ruining kids, but it's, we're that way because of you. 
not you, but you know, like because of them, right? Because you got an iPhone and then you were sitting there watching YouTube and ignoring me. And I was bored because I wasn't being entertained by my parents anymore or taken to go do things. And we went on road trips and instead of like looking outside and enjoying nature, we were now looking at our phones and that was just better. Everything was better. Right. But now, now that's all we know. That's We don't have social skills. No, I can't make eye contact where I, I don't know. I was doing I've been some, staring was, at you this whole entire time. I was doing my naked dance for my wife. Of I course. Sometimes. Sure. While I like sing her a song about like how I do anything for love, but not that whenever she asked me to clean. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was doing that. Now and, we know what that is. Yeah. And I was, I was dancing and she's like, man, you're making a lot of eye contact. I was like, no, I'm staring at your neck. I stare right here. Yeah. It's close enough. This is too close to the eyes. But I stare at the mouth as I start laughing because mouth movements are kind of funny. If you stare right at the neck, you can kind of make it look like you're making eye contact without knowing it. Wow. Any lower, it's like it's 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 risque. I feel like if I don't make eye contact, I feel like if I if I'm looking at your neck right now, I feel like I'm going cross-eyed. Yeah, well. I feel like I if, I feel like if I'm not making the eye contact, then I just I'm going cross-eyed for if some you, reason. If you go just cross-eyed enough, you'll see a schooner. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Magic eye. Big Drew. <laughs> Um, is that a mall rats? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. God. Big ups to Kevin Smith. Oh man. That'd be so good. Yeah, big ups to you for getting that by the way. Oh, that's so great. Um, so <laughs> dude, what, like when we had the restaurant, it was wild to me to see, um, you know, family of four would come in and sit down and all four people at the table would pull out whatever device was in their pocket and oh, pardon me. Um, and then they would just sit there and not talk to each other for an hour. And yeah, it's crazy. And I'm, you know, I, I, I fall, you know, I've fallen into that myself. Um, But yeah, it's a bummer, man. I mean, it's, it's wild to think that that people, it's like, it's just crack, man. We're all just kind of staring at this drug in our hands. Yeah. Just information. It's just like, I think that like kind of shows like what technology could do. Imagine our desire to like read social media and like read like hot news topics. Like what if we were able to trigger that in our students and our kids to like have that feeling for like new scientific knowledge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what I don't know how you do that because anything How do you get ha- kids excited about space and stuff like that? How do you get them excited about Elon Musk saying a new rocket to, you know, wherever and saying that we're gonna live on Mars? How do you get kids excited about that? It's 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 challenging. I think it's cool. Man. Yeah, it, it, it would be fun if you could teach those things with like just teaching them. Like people would get excited about that stuff. But like, yeah, unfortunately, in school, you can't just like let's talk about cool science things. Like you actually have to do the science and teach them like the real aspects of science. And like, yeah, if you had, I, I get them for twelve weeks. This particular class is twelve weeks long. I have to do Earth, like geology climate science, and astronomy in 12 weeks. Earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can only go so deep in things. And our astronomy unit's really good. Like, we, I teach them how to, like, analyze data to determine if, like, a distant planet is habitable based off a of star data. And, like, you can look at what the star is made out of and the temperature, and then you can analyze the light dip when... Like that's how we tell that there are planets way out there is we can look at a light mm-hmm. from a star and when something goes across it, you can see that there's a planet there. And then you can see how long it takes to get from one 
like here and then all the way around and then you know it's orbital period which mm -hmm. then can allow you to calculate uh the distance through like a simple equation and I, I get it mixed up but it's like t squared equals a cubed where t is the orbital period and a is the distance between you know distance from the star and the planet and then you can calculate if it's in the habitable zone if it's in the habitable zone that means it has like liquid water and i feel like there's another step that i'm completely forgetting but geez, that's, science you actually learned that in week 13 yeah so. yeah exactly so but they're able to do all that and i think that to me is like because we use actual data we take real stars real light curves and they do that but because it's not like blowing things up and like labs their idea of labs are what they have in eighth grade where they would like do the yeast and water with the sugar or whatever and like it would go like that, that's what they think is their lab but it's like mm -hmm. there's research and labs are so much more boring <laughs> than they are fun and unfortunately i can't really mimic everything in space science with it like we have to use models which usually it's like paper or graphic models yeah, rather than things. So I don't know. I, I, I have yet to learn. I, I, we, I, have, I have lessons that I do throughout the year that are actually fun. And they are, it's just analyzing graphs and determining why, like, all these penguins are dying. But another penguin is, another species of penguins is rising. And there's, like, a big old flow chart of how it works. And, like, that's just paper reading and graph and group work. Yet every time I've taught that, like, the students love it. So how do I recreate that for everything? I, I don't know yet. I've, I've only been doing it for three weeks. So. <laughs> well, I think we've learned one thing, and that is that kids love a good dying penguin story. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's Earth and Space Science is like, hey, we're all going to die from an earthquake in the Pacific Northwest. Climate change is killing us. And... This is how hard it is to find habitable planets. So we either got to avoid the earthquake, fix the climate. Speaking of earthquakes. <laughs> and then, or, you know, die. So huh. It's a, it's a gloom and doom. My class is depressing. Yeah. I love it. Not to feel like when you actually get through to, to, to a kid, right? Like, I mean, there's got to be those aha moments where you're just like, oh shit, this is what all the schooling was for. Yeah, I think... Just uh, the biggest thing that I feel like I've learned is just like, yeah, you have a class to run. And it's the same with managing. So I, I feel like I have a lot of skills that I learned and now I'm putting into something I actually care about a little more. You have a class to run, but every student in there is not just a number on your class roster or a name. Like they are a student and you have to treat them as such as an individual. And sometimes that means like, keeping the same high expectations, but like maybe writing someone a little harder. Like one, one kid is just like a 4.0 student, smartest kid I know, lazy as hell. Yeah. And finally on Friday, I was just like, he turned something in and it wasn't going to be good. Like I, I write it and said, Hey, do better. Like you are way too good to be this lazy in my class. Like you are going to earn your, like you can't be lazy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to challenge you. You think it's easy right now? It's because I'm setting you up for complex thinking. And if you're lazy right now, you're going to get a B. So get it together and stop being lazy. And, like, like when I when he heard that, he was, like, it, we had, like, 
respect. Like the fact that I was able to, in his best interest, kind of like call him out for like being a turd. Smart he, kids are good at listening, though. Yeah, he, he did. They definitely, you know, they they. You said com- I don't know if this really falls under complex thinking, but I mean, you know, they they get it. Yeah. Yes, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. They just get it. Yeah, they, they usually like, get it. They they know how to apply themselves at least to do a well, good enough job. And, you know, that also means taking advice and listening. Yeah. But I think, like, the best feeling in the world is uh, when you teach something and then, like, and it's, like, hard and you're, like, you're worried about it. And you're, like, I don't know if they're going to get it. And then, like, you give them some, like, informal assessment and, like, the whole class rocks it because you develop, like, the perfect lesson to teach it. It's a really good feeling. Like, just... I don't know. I, I, it happened when I was student teaching, and we retaught this thing about Newton's law of gravity because it was the first term of their sophomore year. So yeah, they did algebra, but that's as far as math has gone. And they have only taken the freshman science class. So like sophomore taking this class, their first term are not nearly as far along as like the second, third term. But we completely blew it. We expected them to have a little bit of knowledge of scientific no- notation. And uh, so after the class average was like a 42% on the quiz, my mentor teacher was like, what should we do about it? It's like, well, we already spent a week. We might as well spend three more days doing it again. Like we could either waste a week or get something out of 10 days. And so I actually like redeveloped it where I had them – draw out what was happening in gravitational force between two planets and like drawing out like the habitable zone and uh, just kind of putting it together and like encouraging them to do the homework and practice on it more. And like in those three days after reviewing it, it went from a class average of 42% to like a class average of 91%. Wow. And it just took that three days, a different approach admitting like, okay, we blew it. Like, we didn't make it. The kids need to see it visually. And so, like, even just drawing a star and a planet and arrows going like this and, like, labeling what the mass is and, like, knowing what every variable is in there, it started to make sense. But, I, yeah, that was the whole thing with, like, complex thinking is that I, I like to quiz where I ask a question and they need to know how to do that. Like, maybe some, like, analysis to then answer the question below it so it's like forward thinking and i'm trying to think of how i did that i think we uh somehow used like mass like calculate the luminosity and then like then we had them do like the habitable zone thing that was getting them ready for their test like quizzes are just like ways for me to see where they're at to see if like, are they going to completely fail the test at the end? Like they're not, they, quizzes shouldn't be like this insanely scary thing. They're like, they're more for the teacher than they are for the student. Like I came home that day and I was like calling my wife. It's like, I taught them something and they learned for the first time. They actually <laughs> learned something because they, I'm sure they had before. But yeah. They, like that was visual in my mind. I was like, I did something. Yeah. Like I did that. And I, I've had a few feelings like that. Um, I gave my first quiz on Friday and, you know, I asked, I was like, all right, who, who studied? And like, some people were like, I didn't. And I was like, how'd you feel about it? It's like, it was really hard. It's okay. Who studied? And like, I studied and it was really easy. It's like, good. 
Like that's how it is. Like I'm not gonna quiz you on things that like I just pulled out of my butt. I told you exactly what was going on it. If you want to talk about the quiz, I can find in your notes where each of these answers are and they're just direct. And sometimes you have to use skills that I taught you, like analyzing a graph to answer questions that maybe you haven't seen before. But like you have those skills. You just have to think a little bit harder. Yeah. It's not that it's not that hard to think, but it's just the failed failed education system is that we baby. I think that, you know, and obviously if it were easy, then everyone would be doing it. But like teaching kids how to learn is the number one thing. It's not teaching them what to learn. It's just simply how. And if you could teach it, you know, it's the whole like whatever, teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime thing. Yeah. If you can teach someone how to how to learn something and not only how, but but why to learn, um, you know, I, I forever. My dad, my dad is a is an excavator, and he he started his own business when he was like 16 years old, and he uh, he hated school. Just you know, would rather be out running, you know, tractors. And um, he kept. I remember starting to take algebra in like junior high, and and he was like algebra. I took algebra for, you know, one day and I was in there and I told him to get me the heck out of there because, you know, it's all Greek to me. And, you know, why would I, why do I need that? And so, you know, we were, you know, I was doing some job with him, like helping him out or whatever. And, and he was figuring out like how much rock he needed to put down. And I watched how he did it. I'm like, dude, you're doing algebra. And, uh, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to figure out how much rock to put down. I'm like, yeah, but how did you do that? And he goes, well, you know, it's 50 feet long and it's 20 feet wide and I need four inches of, gr- of, you know, rock on the ground. And so it's this much. And I was like, yeah, that's algebra. And he was just like, damn it. You get the fuck out of here. You know, <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Like you, you literally use algebra every single day of your life. And, and he was like, oh, well, all right then I guess I know algebra. And, but it's, you know, I, I, no one bothered telling him that they were just like, no, you need to learn how to solve for X. If you can make it apply to something. Oh, it's way more interesting. Yeah. That's how I felt about physics. The oh, the physics. whole like uh, you can you can measure how high something is by you know like if you drop a rock off a bridge, right? And you'd use the is it like nine point eight ms squared or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. just yeah, mass, it's it's like roughly nine point eight. Yeah, you That's can calculate the potential energy versus kinetic energy, mm-hmm. and like see where it, at one point it's like even. And, mm-hmm. where, and you can somehow solve for X and be like, okay, this is how high it was. Yeah. I thought that would, that was like one of my takeaways from physics. And, and this is like community college physics. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just thought that was interesting, you know, like, oh, I can figure that out like anywhere. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I not think- not necessarily going to like use it a bunch. I'm not going to, you know, like, oh, it's too high to jump off of or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to do a naked gainer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what nine nine point eight whatever. I'm gonna jump off this thing with my balls out. That's, I mean, it would be a, a, good times. Those are some good times. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what I'm trying to figure out here is how much is this gonna sting? Yeah. It only hurts a little bit. So, now, like the the big trigger word right now in teaching is uh like uh, buzzword, not trigger word. Buzzword is phenomena based teaching, and it's like how can you teach them to make it apply to them? Mm-hmm. Right, and I think I do a pretty good job at that. Not, I mean, obviously, space science like nothing really applies to them because like, I don't know. Like, there's sh- probably like what like 500 people in the U.S. that actually do space science. Yeah. Um, 
but like the or, like the geology unit is surrounded about around the mega quake in the northwest and how we can be more prepared for it and they actually develop like plans and then the climate is you can talk about like like wildfires and flooding and rock slides that all happen near us and like kind of how like they're all together like it's hot for whatever reason you can argue if it's humans or not i don't really care i can't i I can't actually legally state my opinion on there because for some reason climate change is now a political issue even though it's literally (laughs) just but climate change temperatures are rising Fires are happening. Fires are burning. Now there's more CO2 because trees aren't sucking it up. Now that the temperature is increasing more because of that. And then some crazy thing happens where uh, all the everything's just burnt up. So then when it rains, it just causes flooding, which then causes mad mudslides. And you have like the coastal highway that's just like uprooted because just everything's dead. Uh, but it's like just showing like that positive feedback loop, which is, you know, it's kind of funny that's a positive feedback <laughs> loop because it's really just, you know, destroying everything. But like how everything kind of causes everything. And like once you get the ball rolling, it's really kind of hard to go backwards. But I think when you teach them those things, they start actually thinking. I hate when students are like, climate change isn't real. It's like, that's not the argument. Climate change is real. Because there's, like, the Milankovitch cycles where, like, we literally have a different elliptical movement around the sun where we are further away and closer. So it's sometimes hotter and it's sometimes cooler. Climate change is real. The thing that your parents are arguing is if it's man-made. That's why parents piss me off when they're, like, climate, they're climate deniers. It's like, no, because now you're teaching your kid that it's not going to change and everything's going to be the same. no. You can argue that we're not doing anything to, like, you know, push it forward, but you can't deny that it doesn't happen. Like, explain the Ice Age. Explain Noah's Ark. Just talking woolly mammoths. Yeah. Didn't they just discover, like, a new plant that, uh, like, is, uh, it's, like, like known to grow in, like, just worser climates? Just, like, very cold climates? No, like, like, uh, like, it's, like, a prehistoric plant or something like that. Like uh, harsh climates, like yeah, like a plantosaurus, like no oxygen climates and stuff like something that. like that. Yeah, like a know. yeah, it's like a like a plant that thrives off of that. Unfortunately, I'm like the laziest scientist slash science teacher. Yeah. I don't really spend a lot of time looking things up. I'd have to look into it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I it caught my eye as I was you know perusing the interwebs, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, because it just seems like tons of different things are popping up. You know that that kind of point in the way of climate change you know like these undeniable things that it's like you know it like again like you said maybe it's not man-made you know who's to say for sure we don't really know kind of feels that way but yeah kind of one of those (laughs) things where it's like i don't know things are changing a little too quickly yeah why not why not just be better you know oh sure yeah Like, like it's not that hard i i just love the bill nye thing where it's like the world's on fire. Yeah, I can stop it, but none of them are free. Like, like that's just how it is, but I don't know. Dude, if we could get Bill Nye on the podcast. I heard he's a dick. This, this Is he? That's <laughs> everything I've ever heard about Bill Nye. I is that he's an, 100% is it, that he is. Yeah, just like, like a freaking know-it-all. Yeah. What do you think? You're better than me, Bill? <laughs>
I I don't know. Neil Tyson seems like a a, a better a better shot. That yeah, that'd he's, be cool too. He's, he's pod friendly. Yeah, do you just do you ever feel like you should just show up to class and read like Neil Tyson DeGrasse tweets? <laughs> All right, kids, here we go. I've thought about it. I've thought about just like just taking a day off from like being a teacher and just like watching just random YouTube videos, reading tweets, and just like it's fun. Science is fun. Yeah. Like, if you just started off every lesson with, you know, What's up, guys? It's your boy, Uncle Joe. Oh Going to teach you some science. And then be like, oh, this is YouTube. I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Their mind just clicks into like, they'd go home and be like, Mom, uh, Mr. Uncle Joe taught us some really cool things today. He taught us and then just parrot them all back to them. Yeah, and then I'll look good as a teacher. My, some awards. my kids teach me like what they see on YouTube verbatim. They can repeat that back to me like oh, yeah. unendingly. But can, you just have to preface it with the with the magic words. I can listen to an audio book and pretty much tell you every single page, like by the end of it. Like I just, you know, it goes away after like a few weeks, but like in the moment, I can yeah. just like, yeah. So this is what happened. This is what happened. But yeah, that's just how some brains work, and I think that's what we've molded into. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a some brains thing. I think it's an exposure thing. Yeah, I think that kids are exposed to videos. More so. So any opportunity I can to give them a video, one, it makes my job easier. Yeah. But it it's how they're used to getting information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, it's a Pavlovian effect. Now, if you can just start off every lesson with, what's up, guys? It's your boy. Yeah. Then uh, they're, they're automatically going to learn. I'm just I, I didn't even, I didn't finish college, you guys. That's just free. That's just, I just, yeah. <laughs> Take just, that. Nickel's worth of free advice. Yeah, there you go. Hey, listen, um, Nate and I uh, aren't nerds, um, <clears throat> but we're journalists now, so I got to ask these questions. Yeah. Um, uh, like our boy Sean, you play video games for voyeurs um, and lazy people. I think that's what it is. What? Yeah, though, you guys play video games for the lazy. So it used to be that 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 lazy like layabouts played just stayed home and played video games. But then we were like, no, no, my friend, step further. Yeah, those there are some of us out there that just don't want to be bothered. I don't want to. I'm just gonna keep running this same line. I'm gonna keep getting killed. Might as well just sit here and watch my boy Jangus teach me the ways. So I, I did, uh, we did, we touched on this on like the first podcast and <clears throat> like originally that whole concept of like, why would I watch people like play video games if mm-hmm. I could just play video games? Sure. You know, like why would I do that? And, and it's really funny because I was totally like in that, you know, this is dumb, dude. I'm not going to watch these people. I'm going to play games myself. You know? Yeah. It's fun, way more fun. That's why you're a leader. And then, uh, sure. There yeah. you go. And, and then it, yeah, but it, I, I don't know, man. Then like something, something changed. You know, and it just became like, this is like my new favorite form of entertainment. Yeah. Not favorite, but you know, like it, it's just kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's you weird. You become part of a community at that point because that, a lot of people on your stream are watching you because of the entertainment aspect, but it's also people that are also playing video games well, as well. That, that, and yeah. And, and <clears throat> I think a lot of people, again, same, same scenario, like they, they, are like, oh, I can play video games. Why would I watch this? And then they start watching it. And they're like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And then they're like, oh, I mean, what happens next? Well, then they become a streamer, you know? Like everybody yeah. and their mom's a streamer pretty much. 
That's fair. It, it, Joe's it, mom's a streamer. It, yeah. <laughs> it like it the and then you know it, once you become like once you start streaming, then it kind of gets that aspect of like, yeah, this is kind of cool. It's not just like entertaining people. It's actually like trying to you know like community or making friends or something like that. Like I've there's a lot of people that watch my stream that I see very frequently. It's like I like to uh, in my in my like little bio thing, you know, mm-hmm. like it it was uh you know the reason. It, which is it's changed like over the, like the last I just recently changed it but like it, it's uh you know a combination of the two passions that I've you know discovered through my life is I, I like video games I like gaming I think it's mm-hmm. really fun but I also like people which I discovered at Dutch Bros yeah right? and it's like a combination of the two things and it's really interesting because you get to play video games but then you get to make friends and like talk to people and you know get to know them and stuff even yeah. though they're complete strangers and then they have like you know very you know very simple relationships with them or whatever right but yeah i don't know it's interesting people like you too sean (laughs) as 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 a people i i can say that uh (laughs) do do you guys so so i didn't get to this point but joe is is also a streamer twitch user time to plug yeah let's let's so tell us who you are and how to find you yeah uh i'm jangus the science guy i uh i play mario Pretty much Super Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. So yeah, hard games. Super Mario Maker too. Yeah, it's uh, people basically create these insanely difficult levels. Uh, some levels have like hundreds of thousands of attempts and like thirty clears. You know, and I I like to be one of them for no no other reason other than the fact that it just makes me feel like a bigger man. Um, so that's kind of why I do it. Uh, In the digital world. Yeah. Yeah. Digitally, yeah, we can see what you're packing. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's streamers out there that are way better than me, but I think I'm good enough that I'm better than the average viewer. Uh, From a Mario perspective, Joe's hung like a donkey. Yes, exactly. And I'm also... Mm-hmm. He's and a how? Down there. I'm, I'm not a bag of, bag of old douchebags. Like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty cool guy. Like I feel like I can hold a conversation and have fun streaming. So I feel like... There are definitely streamers out there that... I just, it blows my mind how they have like such a huge audience. Yeah. Oh, Straight yeah. up. Like you're way more personable, much more fun to talk to, much more uh, like humble and appreciative and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You go and see these big guys and they're doing the same thing you're doing and people are just throwing cash just at them. Throw, throw and they're like, they're like, insane to me. Thanks. And like, thanks for the money. Like my yeah. honest belief is like, <laughs> like, like some of my favorite streamers are only that much better than me that because they streamed Mario maker one for three years, five to eight hours a day. Like if I had that, grinders. Type of, if I had that type of time to play it, yeah, I would be that good. And the fact that I'm as good as I am in such a short time and limited play like blows my mind. Oh, you fucked up. You got a job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. That took a boy. two weeks off. I took two weeks off because, <clears throat> uh, my own emotional state. I I do I do the viewer levels so people can come in and like give me their levels. And I was doing that five days a week when I was streaming five days a week. And it just kind of got to the point where I was like, why am I am I having fun doing this or am I just doing this to bring people to my channel? Because I feel like if I can get someone to hang out in my channel long enough, I can get them to stay in my channel and come back frequently. And I do. I have like I like at least 10 or 15 people that I see every, like usually every time I stream, like they don't all come at once, which is annoying. They can't just like make like the Beatles and right. my wife and come together, you know? Yeah. Or uh, me and my wife. Uh-huh. 
Um, but if I have that moment, but then I realized I was just getting these terrible, terrible levels that were just not fun. Like it became like streaming was like dreadful because I knew I had to just play trash levels. And on top of that, because I'm so new and I need every viewer I, I can get, I have to be like, oh, this is a really great level. It's just really challenging, but really it's just trash aids that I can't do because you don't know what you're doing. And it just kind of got unfun. And I had to just realize like, why do I stream? Am I streaming to have like viewership and make a bunch of money? Or am I streaming? Because I think like on the off chance someone comes and watches, like they'll come and hang out and I can be a positive influence. And it was becoming more about like having viewers, even with my viewer count hidden, I'd look at my stats and be like, oh wow, like overthink it essentially. And like, Kind of what happened is I got this really trash level that pissed me off, but I wanted to beat it because it was so bad that I spent like an hour doing it. And I noticed that all my viewers left while I was doing that, while I was spending too long on a level. I was like, I don't know if this is helping or hurting at this point. So mm -hmm. two days ago, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go get on there. and I'm going to do whatever I want. Like it's going to be Mario. I don't really see myself wanting to stream other games because at the end of the day, I want to stream a game I'm good at. I don't know. So I, I, I so I ran this by Sean, and I tried to get him to do it, but he didn't because he's a hater and he's scared. But um, <laughs> I have Miss Pac-Man at my house, the arcade version okay. from 1982. Um, would you like to stream that? I think we should have a team stream. Mm. Mm. We don't cross the streams. All right, so guys, off topic, um, but in, in a couple of things I wanted to discuss uh, before uh, before we go. Um, do, do you, do you own a leather jacket? I have two fake leather jackets. My vegetarian, I forgot. Uh, I do not. No? no. Producer Nate? Uh, I got a kangaroo leather jacket right there. There you go. That's Made from a fucking smart. kangaroo. I mean, a motorcycle jacket. Yeah. Okay. Does that count? Yeah. No, you I have one, don't you, Sean? Oh, I wear. Oh, I ride my motorcycle in flip flops, flip -flops bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not wearing jackets. He, he's, he's the guy. Only a sucker goes down. No value to his shirt. own life. Yep. <laughs> so I asked this because I got a text message from a friend of mine who he and I like to like to text each other every once in a while with important life questions, and uh, and he just texted me out of the blue. Do you have a leather jacket? And I of course do because uh, I'm a man, and you should. That's fair. Um, and, and so I told him that that's exactly what I said was, of course I do. I'm a man. Um, I don't wear the leather jacket anywhere, but I nice bought oiled. I don't do anything with it. I, it's just laying there, but <laughs> I've had it for shit. I bought it my freshman year in college. So that was like a hundred years ago. Um, I bought it because I watched a movie with motorcycle riders in it. And I was convinced that I was going to buy a motorcycle, <laughs> but I couldn't afford a motorcycle but I could afford a jacket. The leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. So I got the jacket. Uh, it helped in the getting the girl's situation for some reason. Uh, and, uh, and not my current wife. She has much better standards. Um, but, but the girls I was into at the time thought it was cool. And so I have a leather jacket. So I, I was just curious if everyone else felt the same way. So I, you, I agree. Yeah. I am, I am not half the man that you are. You're the biggest bad boy here. Well, I mean, definitely. I, it's because I feel that I need to have things to make me cool, not just simply be cool. Maybe that maybe you guys are cool, and I'm trying to be cool. 
No. But so you guys don't think that that's a that's a, a necessity to be to be a dude? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I how about look at me, man? Hi. Come on. You have a pocket knife. <laughs> that's true. I do. Yeah, that's true. We were comparing I knives I earlier. I don't. I mean, if we really want to get into it, I don't really like hold masculinity as like a huge priority. I don't think that being masculine is is a is a necessity, but like there's some things that like you do every once in a while where you're like, why do you, why do I do this? And then it's really boils down to because it seemed like a cool idea. (laughs) I think, I think as a, as a man, it is important to, to uh, be able to hold it down. Why? There you go. Moments will come, moments will come in your life Uh where it requires you to be the man Yep. and have some balls, have some sack. Yeah. You know? And whether you got a leather jacket or not, you wear flip-flops every day, you wear skinny jeans, you got, you know, whatever. I don't know. What, what's another? You're a teacher. <laughs> exactly. You're a teacher, you That's know, right. like, you know, you're, you're or just a just a skinny white gamer guy, you know, like all these things. Like, I don't think uh, I, they, they don't really scream masculinity, um, but it doesn't mean that, you know. So here's a thought. Um, if I saw somebody in a biker jacket, like a, like a stereotypical biker jacket, right? Chains and, and <laughs> shit on it. Yeah. And they walked up to me or they walked into Let's just say I'm at a bar. They walked into this bar. I would be far less likely to be like, like I could fight that dude. Never been in a fight in my <laughs> life. But like, if I could be like, you know, I, I could fight that guy. I would not think that near as much as if I, if I saw a dude in flip flops walk in. Yeah. But. The dude in the leather jacket is wearing a giant protective device, whereas the guy in the flip flops could give a shit. He just wandered in, in was from, real from the here. snow with fucking blue like toes, toesy woesies. And That's, I, in my mind, am more scared of the guy in the big in the like the big piece of armor, uh, not the guy who's tough enough to be like, you know what, fuck weather. There you go. I don't there, need my there. toes. Yeah. What's balance? Yeah. Sean probably doesn't even wear sunscreen. He's he's like oh dude if I no. don't wear sunscreen I'll die. I, okay, yeah. all right, yeah, all right. I'll be, I'll so be you, miserable for so you're not you're tougher than the snow. You're just not tougher than the sun. Yeah, the oh. sun is the sun that, is the worst. That, that's fair though. That's yeah, fair. no, that's I that's did just, say I'm a, a skinny white gamer guy. So yeah, yeah the best, Sean, Sean best only comes out at night. Yeah, best yeah. simply to just avoid the sun entirely. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, okay, I I have I was never any good at video games like really bad at them abnormally poor at video games i would say habitually average and uh and so i just watched all my buddies play uh but via it was like analog you know i was actually in the room watching them mm-hmm. but that's what it's fun right that's what it, for us it was just bullshitting while while I we all idly do something brother play yeah. Video games. yeah he played him like, like i would like convince him to play yeah because i didn't want to yeah i just was interested in the game that we were playing but i was like Oh, you want? You should play. Can we play this? Can you play this? Or yeah. watch. Yeah, totally. And it was just like it wasn't a game I wanted to play, but it's just like cool watching him play. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Carrie is is uh, is the guy that I like probably have played the most video games with in my life, mm-hmm. and like yeah, he's way better at them than I, and and I would just watch that dude like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, this is what you can do in this game. You don't just repeatedly run into the wall. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I think it's uh, like like. Kind of just on the topic of like watching people stream is like we watch people play sports and like you're more likely to like watching sports if you played that sport because yeah. your brain actually feels the movements. Like if you imagine if you're laying here and you imagine 
lifting your arm up. Like you're already firing firing neurons to get it ready. Yeah. So then doing that actually, you're already ha- like you know two thirds of the way there. So you've activated muscles, you've activated neurons. Like you felt the feeling just by thinking about doing it, and you get that same feeling when you watch people play sports, and it's kind of like a nice feeling. Or, like, you can analyze them, like, oh, this is what he needs to do. And then, like, it's kind of cool when they actually do it and you kind of feel it and you get really excited and, like, woohoo, like, whatever. And, like, I see video games the same way. I'm better at video games from watching people do it, especially when they have, like, what buttons they're pressing while they're doing it. You can actually see what they're doing. How, how the heck did you do that? Well, this is, like, I, I just got to watch you do it. And I saw how your hands were moving. And, so it's kind of like the same concept to me as sports. It's just different. It's just, you know, rather than, you know, watching sports and then doing, you know, going and playing catch outside, like you're watching someone play video games and then you're sitting and playing video games. Esports is dominating right now. Yeah, isn't I, colleges starting to hand out scholarships to the esports? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, well, no, that, that that's real. It They are, and I, I think that, you know, one, it, it's a... It's just, it's easy money maker, right? I mean, you can, kids go to school to be on these esports teams. Esports is, is the next, like, basically football. Um, there, I think uh, recent esport events, I think, have actually drawn a larger crowd or larger audience than, like, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which yeah. is. Well, there's way more, way more people that Wait, play video games than play football. Bigger crowd. And, it, yeah. and it's also, it also, I mean, like, what, what's, what's harder to, like, set up like a digital arena or you know a huge televised football event in a huge stadium yeah it's free it's basically free to to you know i mean you don't have to really deal with uniforms they're not insurance issues that you have to deal with if you're Mm -hmm. setting up a a, you know an esports team you don't necessarily have to worry like you're not losing time to injuries you're not unless um, it's like a wrist injury right sure or 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 blisters yeah there you go or what dvt DVT, deep, deep vein thrombosis, <sighs> right? Blood from from sitting, sitting too long, too long. There yeah. you go. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's it's like baseball. I, you know, I've got a friend that's an athletic director, and, and he he's like, you know, baseball is just unreal expensive to have a baseball team because there's all this gear, and you've got to have you know 20 guys on the team and and whatever. But with esports, I mean, the cost is. Not that much. Plus, you probably don't even have to travel to the like. You can play the games. We could have a competition a with competitions. They don't have. To. Yeah, yeah. They just get on so. the computer and they can. They, people like will stream it live from you know wherever they are. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And then there'll be like a separate channel that's broadcasting like the whole thing overall and stuff. So yeah, you don't. You don't I did one of those. Didn't yeah. get last place. Yeah. Atta boy. Got like fourth to last out of 12. <laughs> That's right. There's three yeah, other suckers worse than you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Uh, we'll wrap yeah. this up. Um, what's everybody going to gonna be for, for Halloween? Have we thought about this at all? I know Nate and, and family do go go explicit. No, not explicit. Go great with the, uh, the Halloween costumes. You guys are going to be what? Uh, we are a chicken family. Uh, <laughs> as you should be because you guys raise chickens and they're amazing. You, you may have heard the rooster a few times. So uh, we're, we're recording this from our new podcast. We didn't talk about this. We're our new podcast center in, in Nate's uh, garage, which is on a farm. And there are chickens. And I almost stepped on an egg outside. Pig. Yep. Uh, Jangus, what, uh, what do you, any thoughts on, on Halloween? Yeah. Was, uh, 
I've, I've, I, there's two things. I either want to be an airbender and get like the bald cap and the forehead tattoo. Sure. But I'm honestly going to get lazy and I'm probably just going to be zombie uh, Einstein. What about Hammer oh. Bro? Eh, I'm too lazy. Oh. But I got Einstein hair. Yeah, already, totally. So. The other thing, and Sean made me feel stupid for my idea, was I was going to wear a backwards, <laughs> I didn't get it. backwards hat with a like a hammer hanging from my neck, like because I was going to be a hammer bro, which are those stupid little things. I gotcha. Yeah, like, but Sean <laughs> made me feel stupid, so now I'm just going to be zombie Einstein. He, Sean made you feel stupid because he didn't get something. Yeah. What kind of fucked up world do we live in when that's the case? And not yeah. because it was Sean. Get over the, it. This isn't. This be is the best hammer bro ever. Yeah. I want to be. You're going to be zombie Einstein. If people aren't smart enough to get it, then those aren't people you want to associate with anyway. That's true. So, except for Sean, because everyone should associate yeah. with Sean because he's just, awesome. Just oh, wow. Uh, all right. So, Sean. Uh, so, a few years back, I went with a, I, I bought a costume. Yeah. With combo. The, uh, the bacon and the egg. Oh, nice. The, the, I, I got it as the his and hers. Yeah, right? yeah. And You fit uh, in both, right? I have been both so far. Actually, no, I think it's been three years. So I was egg and then I was bacon and then... No, no, no. It's only been two years. So I have been both. I think I just wore them to different events the same year I got them. But either way, I still have them. I think I'm ready to be egg again. Sean, you're the most frugal person I know. You can borrow yeah. this girl suit. I'm going to be honest. I don't give a shit about costumes. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, and so, I also am frugal. Yes, I, I won't disagree with that. The, the reason that... Shut your mouth. That I, <laughs> Joe has lots to say. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I once saved you $150 on a TV. <laughs> so I am so also... I am, I am only... I like just getting a good deal, but I don't constantly make adjustments to what I want in life. Because of money. So uh, the reason I asked about the Halloween costume thing was I thought of the greatest costume that I'll never get to try out. But I think that that I think that like college me would have enjoyed this this costume quite a bit. And that that's a group costume and it's weekend at Bernie's. So what you do is <laughs> let's just say you've got a buddy who's in a bit of a slump. Right. And just having a hard time beating girls. And because maybe he's got zero game or whatever. The best way to help that dude out would be to have him be Bernie, yeah, and be the dead guy. So you would roll in, and no pressure if you're Bernie. No, because people are going to spend the entire party trying to get that get Bernie to react and not be dead, right? So what are the things like they're going to Royal Guard? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what caused this thought. I saw a video of a Royal Guard and somebody like was some kissing some and, yeah some yeah. like oh, just girl was like kissing him on the lid or on the face, and then like you know I think flashed him or something like that. And I was just like, dude, weekend at Bernie's. You could be Bernie, and then, and then it'd be the greatest costume you idea ever. Sunglasses all just, night. Yeah, you just sit there on the couch with sunglasses and a beer propped in your hand. And every once in a while, your buddies pick you up and take you to the next cool party. And, and everybody at the party's like, that guy knows how to fucking party. He's, yeah. Look at him. On the, he's like slumped on the couch, yeah. dude. He's partying way harder than all of yeah. us. What he's animal. Bernie. <laughs> and, which somehow people still remember what weekend at Bernie's is. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We had a friend, um, back in the day that, that, that had a really hard time talking to girls, just super awkward. And he probably drank way too much. Mm-hmm. And so for his birthday, we threw a huge party at our house and invited everyone we knew, but mostly we just invited all the girls we knew. Cause the goal, the goal was to help this poor, awkward dude meet a girl that he could talk to. So it's such a nice thing to do. We're good friends. Yeah. It's sort of like that's a good friend just, thing to do. Yeah, and so so um, he would just 
he'd psyched himself out so hard because he would spend the entire time talking about how he couldn't get girls. And, and so he got super nervous. And, and so we told him like, this is what's going to happen. And he, he got, uh, he got a shitload of beer and got hammered drunk because he was so nervous about this and passed out before the party even started. (laughs) And so, so he passed out in the driveway and so we had to move him into the house. Um, and so there was one bathroom in the house and we were worried that he would, that he would throw up. Yeah. Uh, so we, we just being smart, responsible people, uh, we, we just laid him up against the toilet. Well, there's only one bathroom and it, people had to go to the bathroom. So he spent the entire evening passed out like on the toilet and girls just had to go in and go to the bathroom and all night long the best night of his life and he missed the whole thing it was the best thing ever the next day because one we got to tell him that story over and over and over again about how like every girl there was like concerned for him and wanted to talk to him and all this and then literally had to pee next to him pee next to him and and then um and then he peed the couch that night so Anyway, Cute. hey, listen, that's our pod uh, for the day. Thanks so much to to uh, to Uncle Joe for hanging out with us and and talking science. I learned I learned a lot. Not gonna lie, you learned more than my students have learned in three weeks. I learned that's a hell of a lot more than I've learned about science in three weeks. Neil Tyson DeGrasse, you've taught me nothing compared to Uncle Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, buddy. All right, that was today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Do us a favor. Go rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe. Do all the things that you're supposed to do on pod centers. You can find us everywhere. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Android spots. Um, if we're not in a place that you like to listen to your podcast, please give us a shout. Let us know. And we'll get there too. In the meantime, check us out on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're on YouTube. That's where, that's where you can watch us. It's wild. Um, in the meantime, thanks so much for, for listening. And uh, just as a gentle reminder... Be nice to your teachers. I think guys like Uncle Joe deserve it. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.